All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are here on the Let's Boogie 101 show right here on WPVT 101.5 on a Saturday morning. And this type of show today is just going to be simply us doing what we do, period. And I want to introduce my co-host, Consuelo. Hello. Hello, family, people of positive energy. I am... You know what? I'm, I'm starting to uh, uh, pull all the pieces together and start thinking about the next season, the next chapter. And sometimes it seems a little bit overwhelming, but I know that, you know, that's part of life. You got to you got to plan to succeed so you don't plan to fail. There you go. There you go. Good to see you. Good to see you. And our brother Tattletail is back. Woo. He's back with us today. Ah, good and morning, just everybody. Say, hey, man. Good morning. Good that's morning, brother. What's good? Man? I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yep. As I say, I'm doing bad, but I'm feeling good. All right. Well, that's 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 what you always say. But we're gonna get to how you're really feeling. We're gonna find out all about that. 
but I'm glad to see you, man. And I'm glad that the team is back together yes. and, uh, you know, never, never, never less or never more. We've got the wizard, <laughs> Mr. Ray Caviano. Oh, yes. Behind yes. the scenes. Yes, the wizard is here just <laughs> doing, doing what he does. As I say, pushing buttons and all kinds of buttons, emotional buttons. Ah, Technical buttons, physical buttons. Yeah. I got lights and buttons and switches and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, uh, everything is everything is copacetic. We're trying to put the elements together, the pieces of the puzzle, the mosaic of life, as we call it, and uh, moving forward. So you're just dealing with your normal everyday wizardry. There you go. There you go. I can I mean, dig it. You know, I the health issue it. still is up front and... Uh, dealing with that accordingly and uh, doing the best that I can. All right. So check this out. This is what we're going to do. Y'all we're going to call this segment, this episode life on life's terms. Okay. I I dubbed this life on life's terms. So what we're going to do being that brother Tattletale wasn't here with us on the last one, we're going to bring him up now and you're going to give us what's going on with you, whatever you want to talk about. You got the mic, brother. This is your opportunity. Let the people know life on life's terms, how things go with Tattletale, the committee. Go ahead, brother. Wow, this is this is better than therapy because I ain't I don't gotta pay for this or, or do I? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the bill in the mail. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow. Sometimes I think I should have been named Job because wow. Um, my family and I were going through it. Um, well, as you know, I've been battling prostate cancer, which is a, which is a very mild cancer because it, 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 it's very slow acting and mm-hmm. some men choose to live with it, just live it out. But unfortunately the type I had was very aggressive. Okay. So, you know, I've been going for, cancer treatment since January, February of 2021. And I'm still going through it. I've been through the chemo, not, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been through the radiation and when I finished the radiation, um, at the same time I was doing, uh, Luprin shots and these Luprin shots, they, uh, basically they, they killed the sperm in the body. Okay. So, cause the cancer feeds off the sperm. Mm. So I'm like a eunuch right now, you know. Um, <laughs> so and I'll be I'll be on this um, therapy, this hormone therapy until next year. My last scheduled shot is November of 2023. Really, if wow. things go, yeah. Wow. And this loop, you know, it gives you it gives you hot flashes. I'm taking off my hat now. It gives you hot flashes. And you, you know, you you constantly have to have a window open or a fan on or the AC on. Um, you feel nauseous at times, like you want to throw up. You know, it's it's a lot of side effects. And with the um, the radiation, I have problems with my fingers um, and my and my toes. Some people, you know, tell me it's been it, it takes a couple of years sometimes for them to get the feelings back in their toes. You know, really? they feel like they feel like really like numb. Yeah, it was on the bottom. It was it was on the bottom of my foot at one time, too. But it seemed like that is starting to taper off now. It's starting to, you know, get less and less. 
but in the beginning, oh man, it was it, it was horrible. I couldn't get my my balance because I had no feeling in my foot. So mm. trying to get my balance was crazy. And um, with the radiation, it makes your bones very brittle. And uh, my cancer doctor was telling me that if I fall, that I could actually break a hip. So I got to be very careful. And um, uh, Dr. Nabori, he always say, oh, buddy, you'll be very careful. Don't go up a ladder. Ladder is not your friend, buddy. If you fall, mm. you're going to break your hip. Well, you like to do cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. You you like to mess around with me. Or if you do, <laughs> tell girlfriend you not to get on top. She break your hip. Wow. You know, but um, yes, <laughs> well, yeah. So I gotta be, more I gotta be very, I gotta be very careful. I gotta be I gotta be careful putting on my clothes. Like you know, they say I oh, they say, well, I put my uh, pants the same way you do one leg at a time. I actually have to sit on the bed and put my pants on my socks on because if I fall when I'm doing that, I could break my hip. I got to be careful stepping in and out of the shower. You know, all, yeah, all, yeah. Especially all this that. is a hazard. Especially yeah. that shower, man. Slippery. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 And, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, because of our health, we think we're going to be young and healthy forever, you know, and, um, you know, my home here, when I, when I built it, I didn't build a walk-in shower for the master bath. I should have had, I wasn't thinking, you know. So I, you know, I got the, you know, the jetted tub with the shower already in there and I, I should have uh, built a built-in shower because this, you know, stepping out of that tub, oh man, it's, it's murder. So I'm, mm. I'm making sure I'm holding on, <laughs> going in, coming out, you know, then putting my, you know, then putting my pants on, my socks on, even putting on even putting on boxes is the hazard, man. <laughs> you gotta be wow. careful. So wow. all the time I'm sitting down. And then, you know, um my oldest daughter, unfortunately, she's going through a crisis too. Um, throat cancer. She has um a mass in her throat. If they take it out now, she's gonna lose her voice box. So she's on she's on chemo now to uh, shrink this mass. Um, so far, everything is going well. Um, I got, you know, my, my grandkids are phenomenal. They're, they're there with all her treatments, they're there, you know, and, you know, and my grandkids, you know, they check on everybody, you know, they check on everybody, you know, they check on me, <laughs> they check on their mother, you know, they, they, they check on everybody. And then, my my middle son, um, he's out in the West Coast now. Um, him and his wife, they they only got they've been married since 20, 2018. And uh unfortunately, their first child, their first pregnancy, uh, they had to terminate it uh because of uh you know a, a rare disease that was affecting, you know affecting you know the birth of the child so they're going through it you know they're crying and everything i talked to my son you know he, he, we cried we talked we talked and cried back and forth like for two or three days you know um um very very emotional and he you know he said to me because he he has a sister that passed with that he never met uh my youngest daughter, she died in a bad fire years ago. 
And uh, he said to me, while there, he said, I really know what you went through now. You know, I says, yeah, I said, you know, losing, losing a child is really, really something, you know, really something. Um, but with all that tragedy in my life, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta keep on going. You can't say to yourself, uh, you can't take the selfish aspect and say, you know, this is my lot in life. I'm just gonna, you know, be mean and evil to everybody. You know, life, life goes on, life goes on. And one thing with life, we live in a reality of dueling opposites. You can't have one without the other. You can't have up without down. You can't have good without evil. Uh, that's just the way it is. We, we live in this, you know, dueling opposites. And people don't realize that, you know, the same, the same way you got to take the good, you got to take that bad too. You got to take that bad too. And just yeah, uh, make the best of it that you can and keep on going. And with your family, hold your family close. There's nothing more important than family, nothing. And, you know, it really irritates me when I see people that go against their family. Well, I don't like this one. I don't like that one. I don't talk to this one. That's, that's nuts. That's crazy. Stop that. Really stop that because family is all that you have. It really is. Over the years, I've seen that time and time and time again. Family is all that you have. Mm-hmm. And well, on that note, that is the wisdom of Tattletale. Well, you know what? You were dropping some pearl of wisdoms and family and, and support is important. And I just have to say this. I'm looking, the, the audience, the radio audience can't see you, but you don't look like anything that you've gone through. You're quite a handsome looking man. And I'm looking at you. You look young and re- uh, vibrant. And I guess that's a testament to your faith and your, 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 your spirituality because you don't look broke down. Um, but I also know that, you know, comedians have this tendency to be critical thinkers, <laughs> like really, really powerful thinkers. And oftentimes it's because they understand the duality. Like you said, <laughs> you understand it on so many different levels. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you being uh, candid. It's tapped into something that I thought about, you know, people don't understand what it is we all have to continue to move and and going through life's life life be life in right life be life in and, and what is the name of the segment life on life's term we have to learn how to go with it and you are so right family is so important family is so important and having a family support system is very important and i know that you have that and i my prayers go up and out towards all of your family members, you included, and letting them know that they are loved and you have a whole population of people that are praying for you and uh, we'll continue to pray for you because we just love you. You know, you know, um, love y'all back. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, and I have to be, I have to say that, you know, number one, number one, I understand the duality. I, I get all of that, the, the concept, but I understand the, but, you know, some go through more than others. Mm-hmm. They, they really do. They, they really do. And that can present a burden, a severe burden on individuals. So my point to you, brother, is with all that you've been through, with all that you are going through, it's amazing 
it's an example. It's a testament to your strength. It's a testament to who you are as an individual to be able to endure and go through what you're going through and still sit here tonight and give others hope from the examples of the experiences that you've had and that you're having. You know, we uh, we know and we've talked with you on several occasions. You know, we know there's been some other things that have went on that you did not speak on. Brother, you are a pillar of strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully someone on this Saturday morning that's listening who might be going through a lot less looks at this and says, well, wait a minute. What do I have to complain about? Or someone that's going through as much. Hey, hey might say, hey, if he can be strong, maybe I can be strong. Because life on life terms simply says this, that no matter what you do, what you think, what you say, what you feel, it's going to carry on regardless, with or without you. Now, you can live it or let it live you. Okay, now. Straight up and down, you see? And um, no one ever knows how they're going to react to any given tragic situation. You know, we say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You don't know it until you're faced with it. You really don't know until you're faced with it. You can be the strongest person in the world and something happens to you that you've never experienced before and you could fall apart. You see? So by your example and others, you know, we have to, we have to, Accept life on life's terms, which is probably the hardest thing to do in the world. Acceptance, mm. because we don't understand. We don't know the reasoning why, you know, and, and if anyone says that they don't ask themselves, well, why me? Why is this happening to me? Then I think that you're not being realistic because whether you handle it or not, it's still a question of why me? Why am I going through this? You know, and you, you know, we have a tendency as human beings, even without our consent, to judge and to compare. Ah. You know what I mean? So, you know, my hat's off to you. My hat's off to you, you know. And on a serious note, we've all been through some things in our lives because if you've lived long enough, trust me, you've (laughs) been through something. So it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, like, uh, it's not where, it's, it's where you came from to make you what you are. And, You can't stay up unless you get up. So that means if you have to get up, you fell down somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you dusted yourself off and you got back in the race. And that's what I'm getting from you. No matter what, I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to keep going until I can't keep going. So, yeah, man, you know, um, in terms of my personal feelings, what I'm going through, you know, every time you say it, um, I'm feeling bad, but I'm feeling good. My saying is, I feel a lot better. I'm actually doing a lot better than I feel sometimes. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm doing a lot better than I feel all the time because I can be critical. I can be critical. I want more. I'm an overachiever. I'm a, I'm a go-getter. You know, I know that I deserve. But the thing is, you have to know that you deserve more. Baby, that's why. <laughs> okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. To get more, you got to know that you deserve more. Because if you don't think you deserve it, you'll never go for it. 
Why should you not go for everything? Because, see, at the end of the day, as we get older, mm-hmm. our, our mortality starts to creep in a little more each and every day. As we get ready to go into that halftime and third quarter and fourth quarter, you get older. See, when we were younger in the first quarter, we didn't, we didn't think about that stuff. But as you get older, you pass 50 and 60 years old, and, and, and you, you, you hitting 70, could almost be ball game time, man. So everything now is super important, you know, for most people of that age, because you better get, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is for real. You know, that's that, that, that great song by Sam Cooke, change is going to come. I don't know what's on the other side. What's up there on the other side? So I only know what's down here. Mm-hmm. So I want to get it while I'm here. I right. want to get it while I'm here. That's what I'm going to continue to push, push hard. And I'm going to push myself. All successful people. And I'm not just talking about financially successful. I'm talking about the success that means something to each individual. Because your success and my success are two different things. I might be okay with just working at McDonald's and making a decent paycheck and going home. And I'm, and I feel I'm successful. That's good. Not what the world thinks is successful is what you think about you. Did you do your best? Did you work as hard as you know, you could have. Did you say yes, when you wanted to say no, did you say I can't, but you never tried. Cause the household, the household I came from that word can't, was stricken from the, from the record. They didn't play that in my household. If you didn't try it and you didn't fail at it, how can you say you can't do it? You see what I'm saying? So that's where I come from, man. And I live my life on life's terms just like that. I've been to places you, you, you wouldn't even imagine if you knew my story. Feel what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it shaped me to the person. See, I always knew where I was going to end up. Am I satisfied where I'm at? Absolutely not, because I want more. I'm going to go get it. But I knew that I'd be in a positive place. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And all I want to do is be remembered as, or while I'm here too, not just as, I want to be someone that has integrity. I want to be someone that people can trust. I want to be someone that say, hey, man, he keeps it 100 with me, man. He's, he's real. Whether you like it or not, Thanks. I'm a straight shooter. So I appreciate, once again, where you're coming from. Because you could have faked it. You're a comedian. You could come in there and just laugh, 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 and, 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 and that's it. But you're keeping it real because what it does, not only for others, is doing something for you, too, because you have to let that out. Because then you can't keep it unless you give it away, man. And that's the saying comes from another place, but that's true, true words, man. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, life, we don't understand it. I don't know. I'm going to talk for me. I don't understand a lot of things that go on, but it's beyond my understanding. It's really beyond my understanding. But I know while I do have this opportunity, right, it's up to me to, to do something with it. So that's kind of where my brain is at today, man. Ms. Pope, you got the Yeah. Mic. 
Well, you, you know, it just reminds me that we're never just one thing, but we're the sum of every life experience, every bump, every, every celebration that we all go through. I mean, who would have thought we don't even, we, we don't even come from the same parts of the world, if you will, you know, and we're together here. Um, we're not all uh, the same race. People may not know that. And we're here. Uh, we're not all the same age group. People may not know that. And we're here. And that really speaks in regards to how the world looks. You need a little bit of balance. You have to speak to some old folks and some young folks. And you have to be, you have to live life as being as open as possible. One of the things that um, I'm always, and I'll say this, I had a conversation with my girlfriend, Imani, the other day, and I was telling her about my future plans. And she said, what are you afraid of? And I did the mulberry bush. I actually took a trip and went all around and whatever. Da, da, da. And then I said, I think I'm afraid. And she said, what are you afraid of? And I said, failing. And she said, yeah, but why haven't you started? And I, and I said, yeah, I have no excuse. So she's going to be account. I'm going to be accountable and she's going to be my accountable coach in this moment. And I said, well, she said, how can I support you? I said, well, I just have to build up my studio. I have to work on getting my podcast together. I have to work on doing my business plans together and stuff. Now, meanwhile, a lot of people don't know this. I can do it for everyone else. <laughs> well, I'm telling you who I am. I can do it for everyone else. But when it comes to doing it for myself, all of a sudden, there's a, a, a moment where I freeze and whatnot, where I feel I, I, I'm talking myself down where at the same time I'm talking myself up and it's like, you have to move out of that. So I'm sharing with the audience. I'm sharing with my family um, that this next year coming up, the year ain't over yet, but the, the, the next year, we're going to say from this point on to next point on from this August to next August, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting. I'm going into power drive. It does not feel comfortable. It really doesn't feel comfortable. It feels like a growth uh, spurt. And um, I have all the tools and I'm not utilizing it. So I, I pray that I operate not from a place of fear, but a place of love. And I know that I have support, but sometimes asking for help <laughs> is hard. Can mm -hmm. I be honest? It's hard. Not because you, you, know, you worried mm -hmm. about them not saying yes or no, because now you have to say, I'm in need. And I've always been that person, even my family dynamics, I've always been the giver. It's so hard for me to receive. So I've said it. And, you know, life on life means that we have to realize that we can't do everything. My mother said something very, oh, this, this had me crying and shifting my whole energy. She said, you don't have to be strong all the time. My mother said that to me, this was years ago. And I thought about that recently and I was like, yeah. You know, we think that tears makes us weak. It doesn't, it really doesn't. Um, we think that screaming or yelling, you know, or showing emotions. Um, someone said, it must be very difficult. You seem so controlled all the time. And they weren't being smart ass to me. They were actually just being observant and whatnot. And I took that home and I said, wow, I must look like I'm very stiff <laughs> and calculated all the time. Right. But, part, but part of it is that that's the robe that I put on. That's the cape that I put on. 
And I have to tell people it's exhausting. So, you know, when you see me now, I don't have that cape on. I'm moving a little bit lighter because I have to, because I can't. I can't, And I'm not putting on a fake or a facade or anything like that. I just don't have time to fake the funk. It doesn't, it wasn't working for me. You know how people say, was that working for you? No, it wasn't. So I have to adjust and shift. But part of my new journey is to ask for the help and know that I'm worthy and know that if I can help other people, then I can help myself. Definitely. There you go. I hear you. And I, I totally understand that. Totally understand the wizard Caviano. Right. Yo, I'm, I'm listening. It's interesting. I think the key word in all of this, uh, in, in terms of the big picture mm-hmm. is that you use the word, I think LJ used the word acceptance, correct? Right. And, uh, you know, uh, the key to this is, I think, acceptance. And, and uh, you, know, I, you know, the whole thing is, in the acceptance piece, is um, you have to first accept yourself. That's number one. I Facts. Think. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is, you know, the ability, I think, to unconditionally value all parts of who you are. You know, that means that you should acknowledge all of yourself. And the good- Ray, hold on one second, Ray. Can you can you personalize this for us, um, and pertain it, you know, for you? Let's let's. Cause I want to know what you personally feel with you. Well, it's the ability of of, of as you say, uh, you know, living life on life's terms, and what we call consequential thinking, aka everything happens for a reason. Correct. So therefore, in, in the context of my personal life, especially with my health, uh, it's a big piece of having acceptance of understanding that I have kidney failure and that I have to go to dialysis. Now, let me tell you something. You could go on the Internet and question, you know, can I stop dialysis? And what they tell you is that's a choice. You can stop dialysis. And 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 and. You know, but you have to realize the consequential thinking that goes with that. So if I maintain dialysis and it keeps me alive and gives me the ability for options of moving forward, then hopefully things will get better. That's acceptance. That's Mm. consequential thinking. Uh, If I stay with dialysis then everything happens for a reason and it's keeping me alive, it may not be the best quality of life. you know, this is not a perfect, you got to be careful not to be the idealist, idealistic. <clears throat> you have to be pragmatic about what you're dealing with and putting things in, in a context. So it's all about choice. We have choices. Some people, quite frankly, to be honest with you, you talk about family support. Some people don't have family support. What do they do? You know, some people are not as fortunate. Uh, I was looking up the prices for uh, dialysis. It's, it, it, it's, it's almost $100,000 a year. And, 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 and you have to do a, make a copay. And if you can't afford that copay, uh, you know, you, you got to reach out for help and, and what have you. So, you know, everything happens for a reason and you have choices and, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy road. And, and I think it was mentioned earlier uh, I think off air that, uh, you know, 10% is what happens to you 
And 90% is how you react, you know? And, and so therefore, this is not an easy road. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, you know, some people are, you know, if you're developed, you know, people have cancer, terminal cancer. Uh, I, I look at the TV and I see they have medication that uh, will keep you alive for the next six months. You know, uh, what, what if you have that kind of reality? You know, uh, you know. This this leads into a whole conversation about opportunity, you know, and 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 who has the right to to have better choices because of their family situation, economics, uh, and, and their environment, health. So, I'm not going to sit here and, and and sugarcoat it, but like I said, everything happens for a reason. If you make good choices, hopefully opportunity will prevail and things will get better, and you'll be able to move forward. I'm going to leave it like that. All right. Okay. All right. So we're on to something, yo. We talk about life on life's turns right here on the Let's Boogie One on One show right here on WPVT. It's personal tonight, y'all. It's personal. It's personal this morning, I should say. It is personal, up close and personal. You're getting to know a little bit about us and we're getting to know a little more about each other. Absolutely. But but I think that everyone should do some self-inventory every once in a while. You know, just check your own internal thermometer and say, you know, how am I doing? And, you know, that taps into mental health, that taps into mental wellness, awareness, um, but it just taps into making sure that you aren't isolating yourself. We are still technically in a panoramic, a pandemic, uh, whatever you want to call it, we're in it. And they're giving us more stuff to worry about and be concerned about and be paranoid about. They're talking about, you know, letting the uh, restrictions, you know, now they're saying, the news, the newsreel is saying, oh, well, it's going to be here. They're talking about Corona. It's going to be here. So just get used to it. Meanwhile, remember when it first came about, we were all scared for our lives and we didn't know, you know, when we were going to go outside. Uh, now they're talking about this monkey pox and they're talking about in the water, you know, they found, um, um, what's the name of that disease? Uh, that so have posed have been eradicated a long time. Polio. Polio. Yeah, I heard that. Mm -hmm. Polio. So these are just more things to make us afraid to live. I will tell anybody uh, what I learned from being in the pandemic, the panoramic, I call it, is that um, you got to live. You got to live your best life, not on someone else's terms, like like you were talking about. I think you made mention of that less, not on someone else's term, but you got to live your best life according to what you think think is the best not gauging it on things necessarily because things, yeah. listen, I don't have designer bags, but if you ain't got $50 to put in the bag, does it really matter? Right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can have a nice car, but if you can't pay for the gas, does it matter? Right. Going back to what Tattletales sell, family. Family was important. I hung out with my family. We went to a debauchy place. My nephew turned 17 years old and, and just the expression on his face and see, he got happy because I got a monograph shirt that says his nickname. That made him happy. Meanwhile, I had two balloons, one said one and one said seven. Why, as I was trying to get it out the apartment, the, the co-op, I had popped one of the balloons and fell. <laughs> so when we were wow. talking earlier about falling, women, <laughs> And for those audience members who don't know what I look like, I am literally six feet tall, barefoot, okay? 
I had this beautiful dress on and my legs were all up in the air and I was in my vestibule and I had fell and the rolling part was interesting because now I'm tangled in the string. That's <laughs> in the rolling part. <laughs> yeah, the string of the from the balloons. And it wow. took me, I kid you not, a whole two and a half minutes to physically get up because wow. I was trying to roll up, which, you know, is like, OK, I'm a young girl in my head. But my body was like, OK, you moving too quick. Stay down. Right. So, you know, and then when I got to the place, they were laughing at me like you, you popped the balloon. I was like, no, you fell on the balloon. I was like, no, it popped in the doorway. But the thing is, is that that was a moment for us to laugh and just be present in the moment. And sometimes I think that people forget to be present in the moment with their family. And for those people that don't have family, you can build your tribe. I believe in that. I collect people all the time. I have a tribe. You build your tribe. I have my visionary tribe. I have some people that I hang out and do this with and some people that like to do that with. There's a tribe for you. I guarantee you there's somebody for you. Yeah, well, there you go. Build the tribe, y'all. Build that tribe. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the person? What do you say to a young person? A young person who has no mother, no father, who is an orphan, who is now in the foster adoption system, someone who has no, no uh, teaching, no guidance, and he's just placed in the world that we're in. Can you imagine? Mm. I don't know if any of you are like that, that's listening, but what is that? How does that feel? Someone comes into this world is wild and crazy and controversial and joyful and fun and all the things that, that make up the world that we live in. And you have nobody to call your own. How does that work? Can you can you imagine? And that to me is one of the saddest things in the world. One of the most probably the most difficult thing for a child to have to navigate. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about acceptance. That right there, I just came to mind when you think about people that don't have families. Yes, you have to get to the point of building a tribe. True, but are you building the right tribe? Because see, this is where these kids get sucked up. They get sucked up by those who are who have no good intentions. Right, predators. you got predators out there. Mm-hmm. So you know, one thing as being a father and a parent, and I believe that all parents feel the same way. You want to be able to live here forever with your children. You would you would love to be here forever with your children, but we know that's not going to happen, one way or the other. My thought is, well, let me give you the best possible situation that I can while we are here together. So what does that mean for me? I have a young man. I'm trying to let him know and teach him and be an example, not just teach him, but be an example so that he can see from a distance how to kind of navigate and get through this life. Will I teach him everything? Absolutely not. He has his own experiences that he has to go through. But if I can give him something positive, and if he can believe what he sees and not what he hears, mm. you know what I'm saying? Then I believe that he might have a chance and then he can do the same thing for his children. Daughter, be the type of man that respects women and they see that so that she knows what type of man to get, what type of man to aspire for and know what not to settle for. 
So I'm switching this this conversation into parenthood and mm. our responsibilities that we have to our children. Because at the end of the day, most people love their children enough that they'll jump in front of a bullet for your child. Facts. So if you're willing to do that, that means you love your child unconditionally with all your heart and you want the best. We start to live for them the way our parents started to live for us. Some people's existence is because of their kids. <laughs> now, I think that each person that you have your own life, regardless, you should live life for yourself as well. But you bring children into this world. Think about this. I hear these people. Oh, I got I got 10 kids. I met a guy the other night. How many children you got? Well, I got nine kids. A couple of things comes to mind. You have nine children. No television. Got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You you got nine children. Are you financially able to take care of them nine children? My that's, that's what comes in my mind. The other thing that comes in my mind is how much time are you spending with each of these children? Mm. Are you giving them the proper nurturing time and that personal time? Do you really know them as individuals and do they know you? Are they favorites? Two or three of them might be your favorite. The others, you just, they just live and, and you're there every now and then. You talk every now and then. Do you know them in and out? Do you know your child and what they're doing? Do they know you? I think having a lot of children, first of all, got to be nerve wracking. Because as they grow and their lives expand and they bring other people into their lives and all kinds of stuff, right? You have to deal with all that. You got to deal with all that. You got to deal with new grand grandkids you got to deal with son-in-laws and 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 and, and daughter-in-laws and their parents and their extended family and people going through this and going through that and everybody's lives now is 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 it, it could be i don't know if i would want to handle all that man nine or ten children and well, everything you know goes on with that <laughs> what you think about that y'all that's 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 a tough one, man. Well, I don't like that. I, I think in my head, because both of my parents came from large families, in my head, I was like, in my head, because I don't know what that feels like. Uh, that must be awesome to have all of those siblings and all you need is your own. You have your own made tribe that literally is a tribe. The other part is because I don't have any biological. Well, I do have one. We ain't going to talk about that one. Uh, uh, what happens is that... Uh, children are blessings and i think that i hear just in a supermarket on the bus these parents i'm an auntie i'm a mom t uh i don't have any babies so for me i'm uber sensitive when i see these parents talking to their kids any old kind of way get your dumb behind all of that it, it hurts my feelings because for me, there's such the gift. And I'm not saying don't reprimand your child. I'm not saying, you know, don't tell them you can't do that and stop acting, you know, don't act up because <laughs> uh, mommy will tighten you up and whatnot. We've all had mommies do that. But what I'm saying is that the disrespect that they have for the life that they've given and not really understanding the value, you are, the, your child is a gift. And I don't know that all of these, these uh, parents understand it. And then even I'll go further. 
they want to hang out with their child. They want to smoke weed with their child. They want to be their child's friend. My mother was never my friend. She is now. But what I'm saying is that we never, that's, that, uh, that well, wasn't a relationship. Right, right, exactly. There were some, some dynamics that were clear. I'm the mother, you're the child, period. That never changed. I never questioned that. Um, and then for those people that don't have, I adopt children in my head all the time. I have a lot of people that call me auntie in, in the neighborhood. I'm called Auntie Diva. I'm like, whatever. You need me to be your auntie. You need me to talk to you. Whatever the case may be, I'm open to that. Um, but it does take a, a tribe to, to raise a ch children. But the difference is now when we were growing up, you could be that person's auntie and not be related to them. And it would be okay. Nowadays, you got to be so careful because people, it's, they're so different now. Yeah. Yeah. Tattletale, I see you nodding your head. Yeah. Um, with, with that one thing that Les brought up, it was very interesting. You know, children in foster care, you know, who, who don't say who don't know who their parents are, they don't know who their families are, you know. Um, basically who can they reach out to um, because even in in the system people that are supposed to help you who have a lot of predators there mm -hmm. and then True. with the um, your fellow um, uh, uh, fellow children under foster care a lot of them are in bad are a bad influence too so it's you know I you know when you think about stuff like that you say wow you know, uh, um, me, I came from a two parent household and uh, my parents passed away when I was I was old man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was I was I was blessed with that. Um, but that was very interesting uh, when, when when you think about that, you know, um, and also what uh, Consuela said about the people who have children how they abuse them um uh verbally mm -hmm. physically and un unfortunately that's that's not parenting you know um we all have a title in life and that title with that title comes responsibility whether 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 you are an electrician a plumber uh, a mason, a bricklayer, that's a title. And your responsibilities, you're providing the service. So as a parent, that's your title. And you're providing a service to your children. Right. And a lot of people don't see it that way. You're providing a service to your children. And, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of people, they really abuse their children. They don't look at children. Um, they say, like, my child. But one thing I read somewhere... Uh, it's a book called, um, what's the name of that book? The Prophet. Um, uh, what's his name? Kyle Gibran, I think is the author of this book. It's an old book. And one thing he said that was very meaningful, it makes you think, he says, your children don't belong to you. They only come through you. Mm. Um, le letting us know that you know, this act of childbirth, of having a child, we didn't invent it. This is the universe. Okay. And you can't look at a child as being your sole property. Because mm. that, that child has their own mind, their own makeup. You know, they don't belong to you. They come through you. And 
a lot of people make a mistake because they want their child to be one thing and the child wants to do something else. And if you're a, a stern parent who doesn't want to bend, you can make that child's life very miserable, mm-hmm. you know, where they aren't happy because you want them to do this, but they want to do that. And that's why I tell people, let your children breathe. Talk yeah. to your kids, you know, let them, let them breathe. Let them breathe. And, and that's the most important thing. And as to what, what, what Ray had said a while back, and Consuela spoke on a race. What about what if you don't have a family? And you know, there are people that are real close to me, and we're not related by blood, but they're family. Mm-hmm. If I call them and say, "Listen, I got an issue, I got a problem," they're they're going to be there. You know, so family is not always about blood. You know, um, but fortunately, my my blood family, um, we're very close. We're very close, Good. and uh, especially especially from my from my my dad's side. You know, I said all I got to do is just say, "Listen, you know, I I I'm in a bad way. I need this." I said, "All right, what you need? Boom!" And it's and it's there, it's there, and uh, I do the same thing for them. You know, what you need? What's going on? Boom! You know, all right, you got it, and um, and that's the whole thing. It's the it's like the analogy about uh, filling a cup. If you're always filling someone else's cup and yours is not being filled, mm. you go, you're going to be uh, uh, um, dying of thirst symbolically. Okay? If, if you're always constantly giving yourself, but if your glass is being replenished constantly by the same people that you're helping replenish, you know, um, it makes life a lot easier. It makes life a lot easier. One thing, one thing I noticed, um, um, I don't believe as a rule that things happen for a reason, okay? Um, However, due to our lifestyle and consequences, that may be true, all right? Because a lot of things, things are like ram happen to us randomly, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, So um, when things like that happen, happen randomly to people, we say, oh, you know what? I gotta help this person. You know, then by the same token, there are people because of their lifestyle, things happen to them, things that they made happen. Um, if you notice there are times, it's the same people who, who are always <laughs> coming to the family for help because they don't want to listen. When you try to tell them when you try to tell them something, I'm grown, you ain't gotta tell me nothing. I'll I take care of myself. But they always have a problem. All right. Yeah. They always have a problem. And then, the, and the, you know, and that's because of their consequences. Uh, 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 those things happen to for a reason because they're going against better judgment. They're going against, you know, going against nature. And that's why a lot of people, you know, some people just want to do foolish things for some reason. I, why? I don't understand. And then when they get in trouble, they want to cry, you know. It was like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. Okay, then it came to a time nobody wanted to listen to him, and that's what happens with a lot of people, you know. All the time, it's the same. It's the same people. I call it like having a a twenty pound bag of potatoes on your back. You're constantly helping the same people, you know. Um, help and assistance are two different things. Oh, break it down. 
okay? And like when you assist somebody doing something, that means that they just need a little push, all right? You're assisting. But when you're actually helping somebody constantly, that makes a burden upon you, a burden upon you. And, you know, it's like when somebody, it's like when somebody's drowning, you know, you have to help that person. Why? Because they probably can't swim or whatever, you know? And it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the same analogy. You, you have to put all of your energy to save that person. Whereas when, when you're assisting somebody, it's both of you together going through it. Okay. Okay, I had to turn that off. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Make very valid points, man. Valid points. Everybody does. You know, um, where's uh, the wizard? The wizard's still here? I'm here. I need you to chime in, wizard. I need you to chime in. This is... Uh, this is our night, up close and personal, life on life terms, on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show, WPVT. Hold on a moment. Hold on one moment, y'all. Okay. This is where we're at. Catch the fever. Fever 101.5. WPVT. Hey, this is Ivory Bell from the group Moment of Truth, and we are listening to the Less Boogie Radio Show on Fever 101.5. This is Melissa Morgan, and I'm listening to the new Less Boogie Radio Show on Fever 101.5. You're about to experience the new Less Boogie 101 show right here on 101.5 WPVT. Catch the fever. Hey, family, come join me, Let's Boogie, on the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on The Fever 101.5 WPVT with my co-hosts Consuelo, Patricia Pope, and comedian Tattletale every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, followed by none other than the mixologist herself, DJ Playette. Catch the Fever, Fever 101.5 WPVT. Okay, we're back. The Wizard, Ray Caviano, you have the mic. Well, I mean, it's it, as I said earlier, you got to be careful not to be idealistic. Sometimes you got to work with the with the cards that you're handed and do the best that you can. So there's no simplistic uh, perspective that says do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. It's about you know choice and becoming independent, and how do you balance that with support? and making independent decisions in your best interest, you know, dealing with the hand that, that, that you're given. So, you, you know, uh, whether it's a health challenge or having a, a family issues or whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, the divorce rate in this, in this, in this country is 52%. So half of all marriages don't make it. Why is that? If we're talking about family support. Uh, you know, the incarceration rate, that we have the highest incarceration rate in the world. Why is that? So a lot of this stuff, you know, symbolically sounds good and looks good on paper. But, you know, uh, my mantra lately, and LJ knows what I mean, taking it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. That was important to me uh, uh, 25 years ago. And it's important to me today. All we have is today, living life uh, in the present. And, and, and that's acceptance. 
you know, and, and, and accepting the now, so to speak. Um, there's a guy named Alvin Toffley. He wrote a book called The Power of Now. So it's important to live in the moment, make good choices, and ultimately uh, having choice and being independent and, and trying to do the best you can with the hand that's given you. That's the way I see it. I agree. I agree. It's about choices, that's for sure. Yeah. But but understand this, and we all do. You are accountable for your choices now. Oh. You okay. will be held accountable. So make sure you make the right choices. It's about choices, but make the right choices. And what are the right choices? I think the right choices for me is simply this. I know right from wrong. I know what feels good. I know what is good. I know what's not good, and I know what doesn't feel good. So I'm not I'm not going to be perfect, but I know I know what's going to get me in trouble. I know what's going to put me behind the eight ball. I know what I'm not going to feel too good about. So I try not to make those type of choices. Now I want to bring up another issue. You know, I think Consuelo had uh, kind of kind of touched on it with the children today. Let's 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 talk about this marijuana issue. I want to bring that out. You know, everywhere I go, there's a contact high, y'all. Baby, oh. everywhere I go is a contact high. I don't care if children are around. I don't care if you're standing at the bus stop. I don't care if you're getting in the Uber. I don't care if you're on the corner at the barbecue, wherever you go. The reek of marijuana is in the air. High times and wine nights. Some coolie high stuff going on here, man. What the hell is happening here, man? What in the world is going on? I saw, I went to an event. It was a family-friendly event. It was elderly people there. Young cat up in there. He has he has his, what we used to call it easy wider back in the day. He had his he had his easy wide open, and he just had his stuff. He just rolling up like it's all good. Oh wow. Like it's all good. And, and, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm saying, I know. And it's children. I'm not talking about teenagers. There's children around. Babies. And I'm like, I know that you're not going to light that up. Not here. And I don't want to hear that it's legal. I don't want to hear none of that crap. Now, I need to talk about this because what are the limitations on all of this? Because people are walking around, and they're smoking everywhere. Cops are not bothering them. Now, my understanding, there was some limitations, requirements, and some things that you could not do that you was prohibited from doing. I understand it's legal, but there still were some things that you were not supposed to be able to do. And I see it wide open. I have a problem with that. First of all, I don't want to be in a surrounding where I have no choice but to smell this stuff. Just like they had, you can't smoke in the building or the section over there is for smokers, they need to start going over there. Congregate together. Smoke together over there, and those non-smokers can be over here. What's your opinion? What's your take on that? Let's Boogie one-on-one show. I'd like to hear from y'all. I agree with wow. you. I, you know, part of it, I'm, I'm listen... I didn't grow up smoking. That wasn't my thing. I didn't smoke a marijuana joint, woo-woo, whatever you want to call it, mostly out of fear because I feared, you know, it grew up in the crack era. I feared that that was going to be the gateway uh, and I was going to be on crack after smoking it. That was fear. That was me. 
Um, I'm, telling, I'm, I'm telling my I'm telling my truth. Good choice. But the other part of that is that, OK, it is legal. But the thing is, I feel that that's something that you should do in private. I, I just feel that you should do a private. Maybe that's the prune in me. I just feel that that should be something you should do in private because it impacts other people. Um, it, I remember when they stopped smoking in the clubs and I was so grateful because that That's meant right. that I could wear my outfit again and didn't have to get it dry cleaned. That was me. That's right. um, and what a refresher that you didn't have to, you know, you get your hair done Friday to go out on Saturday and you have to get it done again on Tuesday because you still have smoke in your hair. Mm. I don't, I don't like that smell. Mm. I'm not a fan of that smell. I know that people be like, that smells good. I'm not a smoker. I don't smoke cigarettes. So I don't even like the smell of any of the smoke. So all of it is a turn off for me. And I just think that it should be done in, in privacy and, you know, like just respect boundaries. There should be a place where you can go to do it. <laughs> what is the fixation in this country or around the world? Well, let's, let's talk about where we're at. They're smoking hookah. They're smoking crack. They're smoking dope. They're smoking cigarettes. They smoking weed. I mean, what, what is this? What, what is this fixation with smoking? Everything is being lit up and smoked. Well, hookah, I think, is the novelty of it because we didn't grow up with this hookah thing. This is like some international kind of chic thing. But the thing is, I know that they give you a breathing, a breathing device or an inhaling device to smoke it, but it's based on vapors. I don't trust that. Monkeypox still going around. All this other stuff, respiratory stuff is still going around. It's based on droplets. Y'all need to be careful uh, smoking behind stuff. And I know that they say that they clean it now. But if it's how many of you have seen a carburetor and you've seen all these tubes and it's and, and they tell you that they clean it out and then you see the mechanic clean it out and you're like, it still look dirty inside there. Like, really, is it clean or is it clean? What is the purpose of hookah. What does hookah do for you? I, I guess, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I understand that it's flavored. I understand they have different flavors like they did before with the, um, with the, remember we had clove cigarettes. I tried that one time, a long time ago, like it was flavored. So I mm -hmm. guess it's the flavoring. It's the socialization and like anything smoking relaxes a lot of people. I don't know because I have breathing issues, so that's not going to relax me. I'm walking with my asthma pump as we speak now. Um, but I don't know. I'm not interested in it. It doesn't. That's a, that's that's some young people stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hookah. Hookah's big. Hookah's real big out here. You know, clubs, boat I rides. I don't trust it. I don't trust that one little pipe that everybody got to suck the vapors out of. I'm like, nope. It's, you know, they're going to catch the vapors. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I too, as a child, had, had asthma. So I'm <laughs> leery about, about smoke, period. You know, I've tried cigars here here and there, and, and, and even that, I'm a little leery about anything smoke-wise going, going into my body. And I get very... You know, I, I I can't do it. I can't become a smoker. You know what I'm saying? I just can't become a smoker. This is not my thing. Right. Very leery about that. But listen, a good cigar. I've been to Cuba. You bring a good cigar and the smoking of it is kind of like a traditional thing that you do. I get that. 
what what my concern is that with the marijuana, are we making money from this? Because remember, we used to get a lot. When I say we, I'm talking about the chocolate population. We would get locked chocolate population, all the shades of chocolate. We would get locked up for this. And I think that anybody that's on the record that has a a a, a case and they went to prison for weed, that should be expelled, expunged, whatever the vocabulary is for that, that that should happen. And I think that they should also be the opportunity to have the opportunity to make money from it. Cannabis is making big money. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we're the ones, anytime that there's big money to be made, now they legalize it. But when we were doing it and it was a business, uh, uh, it, it, it was frowned upon because they weren't making the money. But now all of a sudden, you know, there's health benefits to having herbs, um, people that are having have cancer. I know that it helps have help them have an appetite. I know that with certain people, it helps their um, mental um, calmness if they have anxiety. I'm not saying about all the good things that it does, but if there has to be balance for it, that's what I think. There just needs to be a clear level of balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tattletoes, let me ask you a question. You have, a, you have knowledge of law enforcement, what have you. Can you tell us um, what you know in terms of how this is supposed to be done, what you've heard, what you know, in terms of uh, smoking marijuana being it's legal? How's that supposed to work? Do you know? Yeah, well, basically, <clears throat> um, in some states, you have to have your card for medical marijuana. You just can't just, you know, every state is different. Um, I think California is just totally legal, correct? Pretty I think much, it might yes. be totally yeah. legal in California, yeah. but, but yeah, but, but in some States you have, you have to have, you know, the, um, the card from the doctor, the, the prescription for medical marijuana. Um, one thing I know for a fact, anytime you People say that marijuana is natural, comes from the earth. Okay, that's fine. But it's basic chemistry. When you burn any substance, it becomes toxic. All right? That's it. When you burn any substance, it becomes toxic. And we know marijuana also has a lot of negative effects. Mm -hmm. It affects your memory, um, anxiety, uh, makes you paranoid. It's a whole host of things. And um, I don't know. Um, I think people who smoke marijuana consistently, I think they need something sacred. Um, what I mean by that is there's something you have to have in your life that's positive, all right, that takes up your time. Because for me, I mean, to go out and smoke weed most of the day, that means you have a, a lot of idle time on your hands. <laughs> if you're just smoking, you're smoking, okay. You know, okay. If you, yeah, you got to, you know, so uh, imagine if you took all that idle time and put it in something positive. I mean, they said, suppose if you, you, you took up painting, you know, or if you took up any other kind of hobby where, where it's going to benefit you and benefit others, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, be, being honest, I have never seen somebody who was a chronic weed smoker actually leave behind a legacy mm. where people are going to remind you for, oh yeah, 
he invented this or whatever. You know, it's a difference. Okay, if you're an actor that smokes, you 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 you're you're in the entertainment business. You know, you're a singer, you're rapping, you smoke. You know, you're not leaving. You're not leaving a legacy. Okay, your music is going to be here, but a legacy is when you change the course of history. That's a legacy when you change things. Martin Luther King left a legacy. Okay, Malcolm X left a legacy. They gotcha. changed things. Uh, Muhammad Ali left a legacy. Okay, he changed things. But this nonsense just to be smoking, to be, to, to, to be uh, because it's the new thing to do or whatever. It's a fad. I'm like, mm. it, it, it's ridiculous because number one, you're putting your health in crisis. Yeah, yeah. What happens when? What happens when now those things start to arise from this uh, abuse of it? And those people that are smoking every day, and they start to develop cancer and 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 other problems. You know, us um, exactly doses and 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 you know all kind of lung diseases and what have you. You know, it, it's it's something that they can make money off of. They can tax now. And uh, just like prohibition, it, it became illegal to, to to sell liquor or drink or whatever, but they had prohibition and, mm-hmm. you know, and then once they were able to put a tax to it, it's all good. So how to the question of how can it be dangerous, a dangerous drug to put someone in jail at one point, but then now it's no longer dangerous because now the government has said, hey man, every nickel bag sold, we want to we want a percentage of and able to tax it. You know, that's a, a famous quote from a, a movie that we all know about. Frank White said that. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want a quarter of any every nickel bag sold in New York. I want a quarter out of it. You know what I'm saying? The infamous Frank White. So this is now uh very interesting. I looked up uh it says marijuana is now legal in New York. But that doesn't mean you can smoke it everywhere. Here's a look at some of the rules on where you can and can't smoke in the state of New York. Generally, anywhere you're not allowed to smoke a cigarette, you're not allowed to smoke a joint. That includes a host of places where smoking is banned under New York's Clean Indoor Air Act. Workplaces, bars, restaurants, enclosed indoor areas open to the public that contain a swimming pool, public means or mass transportation like subways, underground, underground subway stations, buses, vans, taxi cabs, and limousines. Ticketing, broadening, and waiting areas in public transportation stations. All workplaces where services are offered to children including youth centers, detention facilities, child care facilities, child daycare centers, group homes for children, public institutions for children, and residential treatment facilities for children and youth. All schools and all school grounds, all public and private colleges, universities, and other educational and vocational institutions, hospitals, residential health care facilities, although smoking and vaping by adult patients is allowed in designated rooms, according to the act, according to their act, commercial establishments use 
for any trade, profession, vocation, charitable activity, all indoor arenas, zoos, bingo halls. <laughs> but there's more numerous cities and countries across the state have banned smoking in public parks and other locations. So you heard what you can't do. That's and they do they're doing it everywhere. <laughs> they should have mentioned <laughs> everywhere you, you mentioned. You gotta watch out for those elderly ladies smoking <laughs> doobies at the at the at the bing at the bingo <laughs> hall, right? In the bingo <laughs> hall getting getting lit. <laughs> right. Leave Medea alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> they, they, so basically you're not supposed to smoke it too much of anyway. Right, go in your house and do it. Go in your house and do it. Yeah, but you walk on the street, you smell it everywhere, man. That's right. Yeah, you know, and and it's almost second nature, like, oh, what's that? (laughs) Oh, right. But back in the the day, that would be a big thing, you know? That's right. Exactly. No, listen, people did it. And they would always like, you know, cross the street or, you know, if you, even if you did it in a park, I grew up on a place called the hill uh, and they would go in the back. They would go up to the upper part where nobody was there. You didn't do it in front of the adults. You just you just did. Yeah, they just... yeah. it's, it's crazy. Up in Syracuse, what they plan on doing, they, they, they're opening up what they call they opening up what they call. Uh... Hold up. Let me find that again. They're calling it a trap house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right? It said the state plans to license what oh. it calls consumption lounges. So oh. we get a bunch of stoned out weed heads. Oh, we need to go in business, y'all. Uh, Listen, we can uh, sell some cookies, some desserts, some pastries. Right. Some that's fried right. chicken. Oh, that's okay. Consumption. I need hey. Okay, Syracuse, come through. <laughs> the money. So now look, 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 you relate this to uh Ms. Griner out mm-hmm. there in Russia. She had hemp oil, a derivative, if I'm not mistaken, of there's some THC in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For her knees, you know. For her knees. And she's mm-hmm. and she's uh she's been uh sentenced to nine years. Right. So the lesson is number one, don't go to Russia and smoke no weed. That's number one. Don't do that. Don't bring your weed to Russia, y'all. Don't don't pack it with you. Don't don't, don't pack it with you. Don't take a seed. Don't take a leaf. Right. Don't take nothing. Don't take no no gummies. Don't no 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 gummies. No <laughs> no brownies. No no. They even got popcorn with this nonsense in it, man. Edibles, you know. So I don't know, man. You know, at the end of the day, y'all, we live in a society that I feel is basically, not basically, and I know it is, it's just my true feelings. It's cap- a capitalistic, power-driven, money-hungry world here in the United States that we live in, and they've always been and always will be. If there's a dollar to be made, they're going to make it. They want a quarter out of anything sold that's moving around, if not more. That's what America's about. That's what it's always been about. And I believe that's what it's going to always be about. Next, they're going to be saying, well, let's open up some cocaine lounges. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get some. It's, it's coming. Out. It's coming. It's coming. You know, 20, 30 years from now, you can just like other countries, you can just walk in and shoot up. 
as long as you can pay for it. We can all do it, you know. New Jack City, baby. Let's go. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> well, listen, we're in the wrong business, and we need to, that needs to be one of our arms of our business and whatnot. If they're having a lounge where you can do this, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, we'll have some, some, a little bit of everything. Um, but I don't want it, to, I don't want to get the smoke on me. So we're going to have to have those filters that, uh, suck all of that. Yeah. Suck all of that in. So I don't get a contact high so I can add properly when I'm taking their money for a cookie, I'm going to charge it for a $5 cookie. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to stand behind a glass petition. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in, and then, and, and when they come, we're going to have gloves on and we're going to yes. have stuff. They're going to put on hazmat suits and they're yep. going to go in there and smoke that crap. And when they come out, they got to take that off. We're going to get rid of it. And we never touch them. Never it, touch like, them. it still sounds like a trap house to me. I, I'm just <laughs> a little, I, it sounds like a crack house. I'm just, it I, so I, does. Gotta, I, gotta, <laughs> and that is the point. <laughs> you know, that is the point. We're making light of it, but how serious is this now? Where are we going with all this, man? Where's this world going to? You know, when um, some are in jail, now, let's talk about that a little bit before we end. You got those that say, well, you know what? At the time, it was illegal. So you were sentenced properly. What's your argument to that? Uh, so now the rules have changed and it needs to be updated because it was illegal then. But uh, I didn't did my time. I didn't pay. They should, I feel that those people should be their records should be expunged. How do you feel about that, uh, Ray? I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, you know, alcohol is legal and and one can make a strong argument of the devastation of what alcohol has done uh, to families. And and you talk about choices and being an alcoholic, I think, is can be very devastating. And uh, one can make an argument that notwithstanding the fact that doing marijuana at a young age can uh, infringe on your cognitive early development of the brain, those studies have come out. Uh, uh, But putting that aside for the moment, uh, you know, I don't know how many fights ensued from somebody doing marijuana as opposed to alcoholics who who uh, get out of control. So I'm I'm not minimizing the use of marijuana, but it is a so-called softer drug. I wouldn't put it in the league of heroin or cocaine. It can be theoretically a gateway drug. Um, uh, you know, in other words, if you go to a casino, is that a gateway where you become a, a gambler because you because that leads to that? So that leads into a whole conversation of predisposition, genetics, environment, yeah. etc. Uh, but I would say, by and large, I mean, in Colorado, it's a booming business. Uh, it, it, the government's going to make big taxes off this, it you know, and 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 hopefully that money will be put into programs helping the schools and other situations. But the reality is, is that that's the, uh, that's the era we're living in now. I, I think that it is a so-called soft drug, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. I think you again, said already. You got a little doobie in your house? What's going on, man? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. What are all the names for this? You call it doobie, joint, woo-woo. Uh, uh, how about this? This is old school. Mary Jane. Oh, right. Mary Jane. That's a whole Mary song. Mary Jane. Jane. Right. Yo, yo, you, got, you have a little reefer. You got a little reefer. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was a movie back in the day called Reefer Madness. Ah. And it told about the perils that everybody who was doing reefer was going to turn out to be a, you know, so cold junkie. But is it, is it, is it reefers or is it reefers? Reefers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm supposed to be. You sound like like my mama. They they out there smoking them reefers. But it is true that if you smoke marijuana, you know, in your early uh, or pre teenage years, it can infringe on your cognitive brain development. That those those studies have come out. Yeah, it's called it's called being being a dummy. You become a dummy. You can't you can't learn your your cognitive skills to learn has been inhibited and and you're not and you're not going to develop the way that you should because you're already fogged up exactly these young kids and this stuff they are walking around fogged up and they're smoking it every day all day yeah but they're not just smoking that remember several years back maybe two three maybe before covid let me say that because that time stands stills but before uh 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 we were in the panorama uh there was the uh, K2, something that was dropping on the streets yeah, of Brooklyn, yeah. and it was really, really bad where people were ble- bleeding out yeah. their eyes and stuff like that. And now the fentanyl, you got to be careful because they are wrapping it in dollar bills and you don't know if it's good fentanyl. I don't know if there's such thing. I'm just saying that, you know, you can die from it. And you can touch it and die. It's not like you can just like, okay, I had a bad reaction. You can take it and die. Talk about like that's the last high for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Well, let's well let's segue to this. Yes. Actress Anne Hetch. Anne Heck. Actress Anne Heck. In the oh. news. Oh, the girlfriend of uh Yes, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Former girlfriend. Is that yeah. A sac- yeah, well, you know, the Illuminati's will say that was a sacrifice. Uh, yeah. then- <laughs> right? Okay. And then, uh, you know, I understand that she had some, it wasn't alcohol. She, they said that she had some the toxicology report came back that that might have been some, some stuff up in her system. Yes, that's exactly what you said. You know, of course, we, you know, I can't verify that, but that's what the, the report said. But um, my understanding, and correct me if I get something wrong, it was a car accident where she ran into someone's house and the car exploded. Mm. She got out the car, was, was, was uh, in shock, said some words, and then passed out. Mm. Never to return. Again, she went into a coma. They found drugs in the system. And uh, my understanding, the uh, the plug was pulled. It was, yes. Another, on a serious note, God bless her. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But another person lost to this, uh, these drugs. Let me just put it like that to drugs and whatever's going on with her in, in whatever was going on in her life. She was driving while she was impaired and right to your uh, what you said about alcohol and the number of deaths it's caused. I'm quite sure alcohol played a role in this as well. 
Yeah. The other yeah. drugs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, on a serious note, y'all, there's a problem in this country. There's a problem in this country. DWIs and, 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 and all kinds of stuff is going on here, you know, and there's a lot of people from all walks of life. One thing I can say this, and I can notice as a fact, addiction does not discriminate. It doesn't oh. care where you come from, who you are, your walk of life, your religion, your lack of religion, how much money you have, what family you come from, what job you hold, what color you are. Mm. See, when we when you made that reference to the casino, Ray. Yeah. You know, is that a gateway for someone? Yes, for someone with an addictive personality, with an addictive trait in their body. Oh, absolutely. That's a gateway. You can be a drug addict, but you have an addictive personality. You're addicted to anything and you can become a, addicted to gambling or anything else. Mm -hmm. We're going to have another show on, on recovery, y'all, on the whole addiction and, 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 and what people go through. We're going to have a major show about that coming up. We want to talk about that. And having said that, we have a lot of people that are addicted to the Internet. Addicted to internet, addicted to food, addicted to sex, addicted, addicted to killing, addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol, addicted to lying, mm -hmm. all kinds of things. When you have an addictive personality, it doesn't take long for that to rear its ugly head, period. So, you know, may she rest in peace. A yes. young woman, I thought she was older. She was only 53. I thought she was older, too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She's only 53 years old. Wow. She's been around a while. You know, of course, she's been in the news, you know, um, for many years. Um, but wow, she lost her life behind this. And uh, last Saturday, we didn't get an opportunity. But Ray, are you ready with uh, Olivia? Yeah, I mean her. I got her bio here. Okay, well let's well, let's let's go ahead and read about Olivia Newton-John, who also succumbed to illness, cancer. Let's just read a little bit about her, and we want to say rest in peace to Olivia Newton-John from Greece. Everyone knows her, John Travolta, in that classic cult movie. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, she was born in 1948, September 26th, and died uh, just recently on the 8th of August. She was a British-born Australian singer actress and activist. She was a four-time, people don't realize this, four-time Grammy Award winner whose music career included five number one hits mm. and many other top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and two number one albums on the Billboard 200. If You Love Me and Let Me Know, 1974, and Have You Been, Never, Have you been Mellow, 75, 11 of her singles, including two platinum, and 14 of her albums, including two platinum and four two-time platinum, have been certified gold by the Recording Industry of America with global sales of more than, get this, 100 million records. Newton wow. John is one of the best-selling music artists from the second half of the 20th century uh, to the present. Uh, so, you know, she was born in Australia and lived in the United Kingdom also. Uh, uh, she, she had... Uh, it uh, looks here just only uh, uh, one child from what I'm seeing. Okay. And uh, uh, she was born in Melbourne and she covered a lot of different categories of pop, country, soft rock, uh, dance, pop, etc. And, uh, you know, 
She starred in the musical film Grease, as everybody knows, in 78, which became one of the highest grossing musical films ever at the time, and whose soundtrack remains one of the world's best-selling albums of all time. It featured two major du hit duets with co-star John Travolta, You're the One That I Want, which is one of the best-selling singles of all time, and Summer Nights. Her single solo recording include the record of the year Grammy winner, Honestly, I Love You, and Physical, Let's Get Physical, 81. <laughs> Billboard's highest ranking hot 100 single of the 80s. Other defining hit singles called If It's Not For You and Banks of the Ohio in 71, Let Me Be There, 73, If You Love Me, uh, 74, Have You Ever Been Have You Ever Been Mellow, 75, Sam, 77, Hopelessly Devoted to You in 78, also from Greece, A Little More Love in 78, Twins of Fate, 93, and from the 1980 film Xanadu, Magic and Xanadu, with the group Electric Black Light Orchestra. Newton John, who battled cancer three times, was an advocate for breast cancer research. She was also an advocate for environmental and animal rights causes. So she had, she had an incredible music career. That's a lot of, that's a great track record. Wow. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John. How many of y'all saw Grease? I Every, did. Everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say something. I remember <laughs> when it came on television, and I hit my record button on my uh, cassette tape so I can <laughs> so I can have it. And I learned all of the songs, all of the songs, because I just fell in love with, you know, I wanted to be her. Um, and I remember dancing and and it was a good time. She influenced my childhood. Now. Uh, I have to say, every time that I think of it, I have to laugh because, you know, Pinky, I, I remember. Pinky I, Tuscadero. No. Yeah, I just I just remember good times, all of that. And John Travolta was was sexy to me. Was and I didn't guy? even and I didn't even know what sexy was, but he was beautiful. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that in my head, he was my boyfriend and I was Olivia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my memory. I'm I was her and uh John Travolta was himself and we were in a whole relationship in my head. Wow. Tattle Tale. And, and, and that was your level of acceptance. Okay. <laughs> Tattle Tale, what do you remember about Living Newton John, the, the movie or whatever? Did you see it? Well, I I I remember all the hits. I I, I remember Greece very well because it came out my oldest daughter, she was a little itty bitty thing. You know, and she was trying to sing that song. I got ten, I multiply in, and I You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> and my wife at the time, you know, she said, "Oh, she's singing Greece." <laughs> I'm singing Greece, Daddy. <laughs> That's not right. What's yeah, it, that was like the Frozen of our time. That was like the Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. John Travolta was hot at that time. He was hot. He was hot as a firecracker. And Olivia was the perfect person for Greece. You know, uh, the thugs won't admit it, but they know they went to the movies. They know they saw that movie. All the thugs on the street, all the gangsters, they was right up there watching this just like <laughs> Check it out. It goes like this. <laughs> so Olivia, John, rest of Sandy? Tell me about it, stud. 
Peace, Olivia Newton John. How'd that make y'all feel? I seen y'all bounce a little bit, man. <laughs> yes, yes. I was about to go find my hot pants. Uh-oh. <laughs> good times, y'all. Good times, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of mem- a lot of old memories. A lot yeah, of old memories. Memories when we didn't. Uh, yeah. We wasn't thinking on uh, some of the levels we're thinking on now. You know, it was just just good, clean, young fun. Young fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually back when I, I I owned a house when I came out, man. Well, you, yeah, you, was, probably, you said you're 84, so we can understand that. Yeah, I I owned a house back then. Yeah, well, yeah. always always been about my business. Always been about my business. I owned a yeah. bike about that time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, you gotta be about your business, man. 
Because yeah. it's deep in thought over there. What was going on? No, there? you know what I'm really thinking? Like, I just like the whole everything that I, I really made it because they showed it, I think, on channel 11 or five or one of those channels. And I planned for it. And I remember setting the tape recorder for it. It was a whole experience for me. For me and i was like wow the whole thing and i was thinking about the the, the audience can't see me but the whole hand movement <laughs> of all of that the hand job the hand job yeah hand job. <laughs> i was like oh that was so fun to me so that's what i'm thinking about like okay good times and you want to know something that's what music does for you those are what memories do for you um, they put you in a place of um, reflectfulness. And if you're present, you're able to enjoy those moments in time. Earlier today, I sent you guys a text. As long as we have memories, yesterday remains. As long as we have hope, tomorrow awaits. As long as we have love, today is beautiful. As long as we have God, anything and everything is possible. There you go. That was, that was right on point, too. Loved it. Wow. You know, we, we're winding down, y'all. We're winding down. Another another Saturday, our mission has been completed. You know, sometimes when you think there's nothing, there's a whole lot of something. Right here on the Les Boogie one-on-one show on WPVT. And parting, I'd like everybody, you know, to say something. We're getting ready to sign off, y'all. Let's give some hope. Tattletale. Well, I'll say this. No matter what you're going through, you're not the only one going through it. You know, when you look, you know, we we have what is how many people in the world? Like a few billion. Mm -hmm. So figure you're not the only one that's going through a hard time. You know, it's it's countless other people. Mm. But, you know, like you said, you have to look forward to tomorrow, you know, no, no, no one is special. Uh, uh, no one's expendable. Um, when bad things happen to you, it's 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 not a judgment from uh, from God. It's just sometimes it's it's random occurrences. Sometimes it's things because of, of consequences that we got to pay. Um, but above all, you know, uh, don't lose your focus. Don't lose the love, which is very important. You got to keep spreading that love. You still got to, you know, you still got to say good morning to people. Good afternoon. Good evening. You got to say, mm. still say please and thank you. All, all these things is what, what makes us quote unquote human. Mm. Spread that humanity. That's very important. That's right, brother. Amen to that, man. Gaviano, who is it? Well, this, this was an interesting show tonight, talking more philosophical about living life on life's terms and what have you. So at the end of the day, you need to have some faith, uh, believing in things that you cannot see and having a sense of hope. I'll leave it at that. I like, I like that. that. I, like I that. do too. Yeah. I like and that. I guess I'll, I'll end it uh, or add to it by saying people of positive energy always start with love. Always start with love. I think that's a good foundation for you to do and know that you're worthy of it. Amen. I like that too. You guys are really good. So I guess I'll come with this. It's really simple. It's very simple. It's a couple of things. Don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you hear. Believe what you see. 
Be a prime example to someone because you never know who's looking. And you're better off than you think you are. And do this. Get you through the day. We'll see you next Saturday right here on the Let's Boogie. Check today, y'all. Fever, Fever 101.5.